Hello. Hello and welcome everyone to today's beginning session of our second campaign for the Adventures of Kaljaru. We have a couple of new faces here today. We have Russell and Alan who came with us in the last session. We got Ammon who will be joining us for this one. And Bella who will be joining us again for this whole campaign. We have our fifth player, Caitlin from our last campaign, who will be joining us in a later session. Alright, how's everybody feeling? I am feeling... Oh, wait, wait. <coughs> Gotta get into character. <laughs> I'm doing good. Great. And may I just say it's a pleasure to meet you in person. Right. Been forever. Okay, everybody ready? Mm -hmm. Alright, let's just get into it. Aye, Captain. <laughs> Friends, neighbors, and weary travelers. Fellow countrymen. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to the continent of Espera. It is huh. currently the year 1635 in the month of Zuf. I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. Sure. <laughs> this sprawling kingdom, who has risen itself from the ashes of the Great Dragon War, 1635 years ago, in fact, has done quite a good job of rebuilding itself. Four main kingdoms remain. The no To the north lies the, the Empire of Sumeris, which once constituted a good half of the entire continent before the Dragon War started. During the many different skirmishes, battles, and campaigns, it lost most of its ground, ancient artifacts and old weapons falling apart, leaving much of the land desolate grasslands. The land isn't very fertile, though the people hard, stubborn, though they have managed to scrape by with decent enough politics, very good and well... Wow, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Well-stocked neighbors, full of plenty of food and water, resources, and their main study of magic. To the west of the continent lies the country of Valinon, run by a conglomerate of five separate guilds, each with their own different understandings, perspectives, and goals for the future. Though they all work together to run this diverse country, this country primarily gives out multiple different adventurers and traded goods from the country of Afrain to the right, across the sea. <clears throat> I need to have a map in front of me next time. <laughs> to the south lies the new country of Allium, living only 300 years compared to its much older cousins and sisters and brothers. Although small, it has quickly gained influence and a rather large amount of people living in it, besides its small stature. Mainly due to its innovative capacity, being the inventors of airships and the innovation of elemental binding, a new form of magic artificing. And on top of that, having found a rare deposit of multiple minerals, most famous for them, Orahalcum. And finally, to the east, the plentiful country of Allium. This land is filled with lush forests, jungles, and plentiful grasslands. Farming is fairly simple here, and trade is childish for them. As well as being a trading hub, it is a source of main information. Intrigue and backstabbing abounds. So watch your step. Our story and our tale will begin in Valinon, starting in the, in the large bustling town of Rillis, the seat of power for the Amarast Guild, filled with technology and artificing. We begin, in a, we begin in a large central building in the center of this sprawling town. 
As we follow a tall warforged, Bella, would you please describe your character? So, I am a copper uh, warforged. She's wearing, you know, plain traveler's clothes and a hood, and a thing on her back that, if one looks closely, would look like a large spider curled around her shoulders and uh, her lower upper body. She has golden light-filled camera eyes and um, clawed fingertips. Right. And standing with her, so slightly before her, is a man dressed in a full orange suit. Alan, if you would please <coughs> describe your character. So I am uh, a fire genasi of a unique variety. I have black charcoal skin with red veins that almost looks like magma running across my body. I wear a very nice orange plaid suit. I always have my fancy pipe and walk with a cane. Nothing special about it to the naked eye. And I always have my orange fedora. All right. We'll begin with you two. I'll get to you two in a second. You know, as you walk into this main guild building. Also, what are you wait, what are your guys' names? I'm Mr. Pipe. And the Warforged? Uh P Ted, or she likes to call herself Point. Right. Mr. Pipe and Point. You are currently in the main you're in the central hall, the town center, if you will, of Rillis. You have with you a letter being sent with you by the guildmaster, your father, Salos to deliver it to the current guildmaster of the Amarast Guild. Before you is a, is a small amount of people walking here and there, going about their everyday business. It seems to be kind of like a desk. The main interior of this place is almost is mainly white, marbled pillars rising here and there, and a large double spiral staircase going up to the second floor, right behind it. I will approach the, uh, the front desk. I follow. Okay, you go up and you find a dark-skinned tiefling, small horns barely coming out from her long hair, as she just looks up at you with a rather kind of tired expression. Seems like she's been here for a really long time. <clears throat> yes, what can I do for you? I'm looking for uh, Amaraz. No, wait. Nope, that's not it. The Guildmaster Telvane. Telvane. Mm -hmm. I don't think I sent that to you. You did not send that. I'm looking for the good Guildmaster Telvane. And your name is? Mr. Pipe. Okay. Just a, all right, just a second. Let me find it. You hear a small ringing go off, and a small stone on one of, that you can see on her desk starts to glow with a strange rune on the front of it. Just a second, please. She picks it up and holds it to her ear. Hello, Mrs. Front Office? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please hold. Yes, you are Mr. Pipe, and this is... This is my companion, uh, Point. All right. Ah, Mr. Pipe. He'll be waiting for you. Take the, sec take the left stairs up, please. A pleasure. Mm -hmm. I will walk up to the stairs. 
I try to make as little noise as possible, but... You're being as quiet as you can? Being heavy and made of copper. <laughs> Very hard. <laughs> I hope I don't attract attention. All right, you're go- as you walk up the stairs, you come to a sort of like a almost a direct copy of what's beneath you, but with a lot more people walking around, going here and there, taking doorways, walking into small alcoves, and then just vanishing into thin air. As you come up, an attendant looks at you. He is a small halfling. Uh, oh, yes, you here? You must be here for the guildmaster. This way, please. Thank you. He takes you down the hallway and turns towards an alcove. If you would step in here, please. I will uh, look at it. There's, it's just an alcove. It doesn't mm-hmm. go it's anywhere. It's an alcove with a, another intricately carved symbol on the top. May I roll an investigation on the symbol? Go ahead. Oh, that's 18. Okay, you look at it, and it seems to be a conglomeration of old of old rooms. From what best you can see, it seems to be a kind of a like a compound room, all put together to kind of make a s- small sentence in a in a bit, as much little space as possible. It reads headmaster's office, oh. guildmaster's office. In common? Not in common. Oh, in Elvish? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I can't read it. Okay. I cannot read that. <laughs> <laughs> step inside, please. He does not like to be kept waiting. Yeah, I'll step inside. <laughs> All right, once you're done, click the, click the rune on the left side, and you're good to go. Click? Mm-hmm. There's a Is there a rune on the right There's side? a rune that's on the right <laughs> stone, kind of slightly embossed from the, from the wall. I reach out and I press it. With a you get finger. a kind of like a twisting feeling in your stomach as the world around you blurs into a snaps of colors and swirls. As you come to almost an instant later, you are in front of a small hallway, barely three, four feet to a large double wooden door. Okay. I will curse in primordial and kind of spit out a little bit of fire. (laughs) Okay. I do not want to do that again, but I guess that's the only way out of here. I'll go to the door. Right, as you approach, the double doors open, and there seems to be a water genocide okay. dressed in a very black, in a formal suit, like a classic butler outfit. Nice suit. Huh. Sir, they're here for you. Come on in. I will proceed. What, what is he? Uh, is he the only other person in here? No, in, I'm going to get to <laughs> so you open Proceed. the door, and he lets you in, he closes the doors behind you. Inside is a grand room, is a big grand room. Wooden shelves dock both sides, filled with all kinds of little trinkets, some clock, like a couple clockwork goldfishes just swimming around in a small aquarium. Little, t- little artificing knickknacks and gizmos as they were and go about. The, fl- the floor is a giant map of the country of Valinon, on a carpet. And, to the, and the roof seems to be like it's made of glass, as you can see the sky above you, though you know there's, you don't feel any wind. In front of you is a small blackwood desk in a large armchair is sitting a thin-looking halfling, slicked black hair and piercing blue eyes, and he looks up at you and smiles. Oh, yes, what can I do for you? I have a letter from Salos of the... Hidden Honor Guild. Oh, if you would give that to me, please. 
He'll reach inside of his bag and keep reaching and reaching and reaching, and then he'll pull out an envelope. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, thank you. Oh, Casper. Casper? Yes, thank you. If you could uh, give him ring the, if you could bring the other two guests and some biscuits. Biscuits would be nice. Yes, yes, I, I would love some biscuits. I cannot right, eat. So. <laughs> oh, well, they're lost. He takes out a small letter opener, opens the letter, and starts to go through it. Do you guys do anything while he's reading? I, I am very interested in the knickknacks, mm. and especially the clockwork goldfish and how they work. It's a, they're a bit smaller for you to get any real look at them from where you are now. If you approach the tank, you might have a better chance of seeing I them. I do that. So you go up to the tank. Uh-huh. It's just a small aquarium with some bits of coral and some pebble rock on the ground. Not that well adorned. But these fish, they seem to be made of bronze, nickel, and zinc, with all mm. different colors. As a very small, seemingly fish scale-like plates slide back and forth, allowing it movement, disguising the mechanism inside. Ah. Okay. So I'm just watching the fish. Mm-hmm. He finishes up. Ah! Of course. I've been wondering what, hap- what would happen to that. Now I get my package, and Mr. Pipe, may I say, it's a pleasure to have you working for us. Alrighty. I uh, was not aware. But oh, it is a pleasure. It was detailed here in this letter that you'd be helping me with the job I asked from him for, so. Well then, I guess I'm your man. Well then. Uh, the door opens and Casper walks in, the blue genocide, leading behind two new individuals that you haven't seen before. Russell and Ammon, if you would describe your characters, please. <coughs> Ravak is a tall elven man with the common elven look features, um, slender, blonde, but he has a very, very white hair, um, and one is missing one of his eyes that is replaced by um, bionics that allow him to see. He also walks with a cane. His is black with a blue gem on top, and wears a large sailing coat that is also black with um, blue outlines. On his shoulder rests a black and blue parrot. Hmm. So, I'm Nightshade. Actually, I'm Night. I'm Shadow. Mm. But I can and I'm, I've got fire red eyes, black skin the color of charred wood, and hair black as a fish, and I'm about two and a half feet tall. I have a immovable rod that I'm using as a staff that is two foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> I am slightly insane. And I fiddle with this coin a lot. Right. He is a rock gnome, by the way. <laughs> yep, rock gnome. Okay. Thank you, Casper. Uh, biscuits. Oh, thank you. Thank you. He takes a pla- he takes a small platter, about four dark colored 
baked goods on there. You're not quite sure what they are. He said biscuits, but they don't look like biscuits. <laughs> Point and I start crunching it in my hand. <laughs> it's very, it's and I hover it over the fish tank. <laughs> not trouble, they it say. It crushes easily in your hand, almost like it's moist on the inside. As in your hand, it gets stained by some dark substance that seems to melt in your hand. As you let it go, lo- the large chunks just kind of float to the bottom. <laughs> seem to move almost lifelike as they go down to investigate them, poking them for a second, and then going back to their original swimming pattern. Yep. <laughs> just enamored with the fish. As Talbain just takes one and chomps it and just... Mm. Oh, that's... I will take one. Thank you. Go ahead. Is it is it warm? Yeah, it's mostly warm in your hand. I will warm it up a little bit more in my hand, <laughs> and then I will eat it. <laughs> it starts to steam a little bit, not quite to the point of burning, but it starts to steam. Mm. That is good. Ah, Casper, thank you so much. Tell Ramirez thank you for winning the in the kitchens. Good job. Let me tell you, that five genocide can cook. We do know our food. Alrighty then. So, Ravak, Shadow, thank you for indulging me in coming here on my sevens. I'd like to offer you two a job. Why? Well, I'm currently unemployed, so what is it? Simple. You will be accompanied by these two. You will take an airship in a week's time. Go down to the city of Esmir in Allium. Roland, not Allium. You'll be going to Roland, and there, you'll be stealing an uh, you'll be stealing an artif- a experimental artificing tool. Why? Stealing? Yes, stealing. From whom might I ask? Well, we have I don't have many notes on it here. My investigation crew still hasn't fully reported back all the details, but it is for as far as we can tell, it can be in its first test run. It had a bit of an explosion. Nearly destroyed its whole entire reinforced lab, and as far as we can tell, if it works correctly, it'll be some kind of new power source for some kind. I'd like to know what it is, what it's powered for, and how it works. And bring it back to you. Yes, bring it back to me. The story will be it was was taken by some ruffians who fleed into the country of Alamon. My a group of my own traveling researchers will stumble across it and then return it to them eventually. So wait. Somebody stole it? And you want us to no. steal it back? You are going to go down there and steal it. The official story is someone else did. You see, you people aren't that well known in the South. From what I've been been able to gather, you all are fairly competent people. Obviously. Your names aren't that well known, and faceless people in the crowd. That's what I'm looking for. I have a very memorable face, but I... I, We can... Yeah, we can do this. So? Right uh, what are, how much are we being paid? We will be paid a hundred gold pieces upon acquisition and return. A piece? Or is a it piece. Group? Uh, that's more acceptable. 
I'll also owe you, I'll also owe you a colossal favor for doing this for me. Anything you might want to know, a piece of technology, perhaps information. Yes. I raise my large copper hand and I go, a piece of technology. Yes, I'm sure we can give you a brief tour of our lab. I point to the fish. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to know how they work? I want one. You want one? So that I may tell how they work. I could just tell you. No. Good. I like you. You know exactly what you want in the moment. Great. You're all hired. Yes, you'll, do, you'll be able to tour that when you come back with a device. Perfect. You leave tomorrow morning. <laughs> Everybody's quiet. Great. I start to leave the room. <laughs> oh. Casper! Ca- oh, oh, there you are. Thank you. As Casper enters the room, he brings up a couple slips of paper as he hands them all out to you people. Oh, Here's the address of the, of the small tavern you'll be staying in, full expenses paid. You will be going to the southwest control tower for takeoff. Do not be late, 4 a.m. sharp. 4 oh. a.m.? Yes. Oh. If you simply didn't sleep, it wouldn't be so much of an issue. She has a point. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> point. <laughs> Till then, rest up, get to know each other, and I expect regular reports every other day. You will be contacting me with this. He puts down. <laughs> he puts down a, a strange device with multiple kind of almost swirling pieces of metal hooks, almost kind of remind you of elven design, on a on a what's it called? Sending stone uh. with another intricately carved rune into it. I will Indraconic cast identify so that I can understand what exactly he is implanting into our party. Okay, so you cast detect magic? No, no, no. Identify. Oh, you cast you identify. You have to get it from the stone first. The, fir- the first thing is straight up, it's a sending stone paired to another sending stone in his drawer. The item, on the, the item underneath it, however is a kind of convoluted mess for you to try to figure out. The best you can get from it is that it's some form of very primal magic, something that's not easily harnessable, at least with typical arcane techniques. Trick, however, notices this as a basic air elemental binding with a small garnet on the ground on the base of the device holding it all together. Interesting. Well, I better get my beauty sleep. I don't want to uh, be late at four. What time is it now? Right now, it is about midday. Midday. I am going to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Casper, show them the way out. It was a long journey. It was a very long journey. Sleep for fourteen hours. Anyone else? Biscuits before you go. (laughs) Yes, I will sleep. Yes, I will. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> Take the basic <laughs> point can ruin another one. You <laughs> were here for that. And the plate is empty. I was here for that. Because oh. he came in with the biscuits the same time I did. Yeah. That is true. Right. Off you go. Chop, chop, chop. I'm a very busy man. I got things to do. All right. So follow Casper. Yep. As he just leads you to the door, he opens it up, and Alcove 
take the alcove. Seven will be there to meet you. How many buttons are there? Just the one. Hmm? Just the one button? Just the one button. Dang it. There's a swirl of magic and color, your strange twisting feeling in your stomach and your back in the second floor of the main hall. <clears throat> back, are you? Don't worry if you feel disoriented. I'm sorry about that, but it's a basic security measure. Smoke is just going to, like, fume out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, careful with that. You might set off the water system. It's empty. There's nothing in here. I just breathe fumes. <laughs> oh, well. You might, you might need to get that checked. As he's taking you down. <laughs> you can see shallow. little sparks of fire coming out from under his, uh, his uh, fedora. And his eyes kind of, like... Perhaps Spark. if you breathe shallower, it'd have a calming effect. Start laughing. <laughs> 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 Never mind. Right. You guys are now in front of the building, in front of a large, the large main street. Buildings left and right, and it seems to lead into the town square. Hmm. We didn't well, get directions to the inn. We have our uh, yeah, addresses to the inn and to the... Uh, the ship dock. I will go to the inn. And, uh... How far is the inn, actually? The inn is about halfway across the city. It'll take you a good 15-minute walk. It's a good mile. First day on the job and our boss is already screwing us. <laughs> <laughs> so, does anyone want to carry me? <laughs> don't go faster. <laughs> I pick him up. Here, you can hold the whatever what device thing. That's what I wanted. <laughs> be nice. You do notice that I do have a large spider on my back, though. Large spider. It gets medium. It's medium, but it's yeah. like a large it's backpack. A it's definitely large to him. <laughs> it is large it's around your size. I'm actually. two and a half feet tall. What does the spider do? <laughs> You're just like Actions peeking over her shoulder, and there's all these eyes like. <laughs> <laughs> Does it play? Only when it intends to kill. Oh dear. <laughs> Let's I just not. I go immediately into the direction of the inn. <sighs> okay. I will follow. Not trouble. I told you that to We'll confidence. follow them. <laughs> <laughs> I shall follow them as well. I have nothing better to do. Okay. So, when I get into my room... After about a good 15-minute walk, people are bustling here and there. Lots of criers screaming out to you. You make it to your inn. It's called the Forged Haven. I dropped the stone dwarf. <laughs> the storm dwarf. What's he called? The stone dwarf. Storm gnome. A rock Forgive gnome. me. Rock gnome. Point has absolutely no idea the difference between any of them. Stone dwarf. They're all, they're all mean, the same to point. Technically, a stone is the same as a rock, and a dwarf just means short. It's a stone midget. You walk inside, the and carrying. the bottommost tavern layer is pretty busy. It's not full to cramp. There are still a couple of empty tables, but there's just humans and 
couple sprinkled orcs and one elf in the corner as behind the counter this fire genocide seems to be taking orders screaming to the kitchen in the back you can only presume what do you do um I wait patiently and politely as I can uh, for an opportunity to talk with to the head of the inn do okay. he hand us keys or do we have to talk to some? I'm just gonna hand him my letter when I can <laughs> a, couple, a couple minutes pass as she comes over to you alright what can I do for you Ah, uh, Telvane again. <laughs> she, she she seems to open up a drawer and pulls out a few simple iron keys and drops them in your hand. Four, right? Yes. All right, you have your you have your own four rooms up the stairs to the left. You can't miss them. Just look for the hideous, hideous knockers on your doors, and you'll be fine. I will walk Gretchen, out. I need potatoes and steak on table five. And she goes back to giving orders. I pick one and of the keys. And I simply drop the rest. On my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you have to lie. <laughs> what have I done to you? Yeah. I simply don't understand. I don't Pick up a key. Yeah. And I go to one of the ugly door knockers. I go up to the room that is mine. Okay. And I use my magical tinkering with my pipe. And I write, Mr pipe on the door. It'll disappear in a minute. <laughs> I walk in. And right in there, it kind of just sits there, almost like it was burned in there with a piece of flame as you turn the lock. She was right. These door knockers are absolutely hideous. Crude iron, probably from some old pieces of scrap melted into a, some facsimile of a smile. Do they represent anything in this inn? Not really, except that it seems to be for Telvane's guests. What's this thing inside of the room like? You open the room, and though small, it is a well-furnished suite. Also, as I'm walking in, I will also use my magical tinkering to touch the door knocker and imbue it with a six-second message that says, Do not disturb! And then I will go in. (laughs) (laughs) Just... I don't need a furnace sweep. I go in and I stand in the corner and I take my big spider off my back and I let it to inspect how it fared during the travel. Okay. That's all that I'm doing. Roll an investigation check for your spider. Two. Alright, plus <laughs> your proficiency. Uh, proficiency in... Just proficiency. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. None. It skitters around a bit. It, it's not that big. About the size of this room, but it's got a good-sized silk bed. It's got a desk with some drawers and a another intricate-looking device kind of hanging on the wall. Opaque door. You can't quite see what's inside. This is this, all your rooms are the exact same, identical. Your spider just goes around, crawls up, down, around before it just settles under the bed and sits there. Is there a chair? Yep, by the desk. Oh, there's a desk. I missed that part. (laughs) I will go sit at the chair, and I will produce flame on my pipe and pull out my alchemy stuff, and begin working on some alchemy and create a vial of acid. You got the reagents for that? I do have the reagents for that. Go ahead and subtract them from your equipment. What's everybody else doing? Do I need to make a roll for that? 
Mm, I think you're proficient enough with a common piece of alchemy that you wouldn't need to. Okay, sounds good. Where's my pencil? You know what? I got another one. I got two. What am I doing? Good question. Two reactive and one poisonous. I now have a vial of acid. Yeah. Wait, is there a fireplace in this room? Nope. Done. <laughs> I am the fireplace. <laughs> I mean, I can start a fire anywhere. I'd just rather not have it be on the carpet. <laughs> one last thing, I have my spider uh, alert me if anybody comes in. Okay. It seems you to don't skitter. Sleep. It seems to skitter. <laughs> no, I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it seems to skitter almost sadly from under the bed as it just climbs up and nestles itself in the corner right next to the front door. I just like seeing people's reactions when they come in. <laughs> it's entertaining to me. All right. I am going to take my Moogle rod and activate it in front of the door. Okay. Do they swing in? Yeah, they swing in. Okay. <laughs> I was going to laugh. <laughs> I put Sorry, it in front of the door. Opens up. Hi! <laughs> runs into their shins. can't place it high enough. Well, I could get it at about waist height for everyone. That's okay. true. The shins is better, though. It'd it's be like every Scooby-Doo movie where they like put the rope at the bottom and they <laughs> trip over it. As soon as I'm done with my acid, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to just kind of search my room to see if there's anything. Okay. Same as all before, the, there's the black box-like contraption sitting on your wall. There's the desk with the chair. The drawers seem to be mostly empty, except for a top except for a top one with a couple of different rune stones in there and a small piece of paper. Each one labeling each room and labeling it out for food, for assistance or for any questions. Mm. What is the black box? You open it up again and it's another sm simple elemental binding this time combining a fire and air elemental in separate sections. Essentially it's a mini heater. And inside are is a small plate with a couple of biscuits. Alright. I'm going to eat the biscuits and go to bed. Really warm, you get a taste of something sweet, but also kind of bitter, a taste you can't quite place as you go and send yourself to sleep. I eventually get bored, investigate the box, and one by one, crush every biscuit. <laughs> 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 I shall eat the biscuits. <laughs> Note to self, Point does not like pastries. No, she likes them very much. She thinks it's fun to watch them crumble. <laughs> This is already quite the campaign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Not that far. All right. After a couple of hours... Hmm, which one? Please Point. tell me somebody walked past my door and got my six-second message. When <laughs> <laughs> you welcome, you do hear your message go off a couple times, but you get mostly silence. The fourth time, you hear someone say, just look at it and curse at it in some language you don't understand. And point, I will your spider myself. starts to hiss a little bit as you hear someone knocking on your door. Clunk, clunk, clunk. You open the See door. Who's there. And sitting and standing there is Casper. 
Casper? The water friendly ghost. Yeah. The movie Genocide from before. Okay. Well, here you go. He hands you a small wooden tablet. This is your pass to get onto the airship. Don't lose it. Please. <laughs> That's the only one you're being given. Very well. closes the door. I see how strong the wood is. You start to squeeze it a little bit. Roll a strength check for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, great. I got an eight. Plus? Uh, strength. Oh, yeah, that's right. Plus three. That is 11. As you start to squeeze it, you can hear it kind of start to creak and whine in your hands, but it still holds its shape. I find the wine pleasing. I put the wood down. <laughs> <laughs> right. I find the wine pleasing. Go back, you hear She'll open my door. <clears throat> Casper, another token, same message. Pass for the ship, don't lose it. He goes to all of your doors. Knocks <laughs> on tricks. What do you want? And I have something for you from the guildmaster. Okay. Open the door after I move <laughs> around. He, he towers over you. This man is average height. He just, it's like looking up at a mountain. As he just kind of crouches <laughs> down, gets down on your level, and hands you the little t- pass. So degrading! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't especially think that one's tiny. Don't lose it. The only one you're being given. Okay. No, for you it's more like... <laughs> <laughs> I got a passport! Right. Mr. I- Pipe... I cast Thaumaturgy to open the door because I am not willing to get up out of my chair. <laughs> he walks over to you. He just pl- he places the wooden tablet on the desk. You pass for the ship. Don't lose it. Don't forget to report to the guildmaster to my tomorrow morning. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We need to Day report to the... <laughs> wait a second. I thought we had to leave on the plane tomorrow, tomorrow morning. morning. Day after that, you're reporting in. We got it. We he have a with the stone. <laughs> with the stone. Okay, get He's very particular about regular. Hopefully, she still <laughs> has the stone. <laughs> it's wine. <laughs> His <laughs> crunch is satisfying. <laughs> oh dear heavens! Maybe I should. This is why you guys can't have nice things. All right, as he leaves, I cast on my to slam the door behind him. Slam. And my message goes off. <laughs> <laughs> Do not disturb. I love being me. <laughs> you hear a door open. You hear a door across the hall open as someone shouts out, "Oi, can it, you dolts!" The door slams shut. Now you speak in my language. <laughs> I power off for four hours. Hey. I power off before. <laughs> 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 kind of. <laughs> As Point just kind of collapses into herself and turns herself off. In for the, the lack corner of, of the term. room. Rest you are going to bed. Any Wait, what are the sheets point? made out of? Sick. I do not sleep in the bed. <laughs> I do not want to wake up with that melted to my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh no. Fair. Oh no. <laughs> so I. I grab my bedroll out of my uh, oh, yes. magic bag and I roll it out. It is very nice leather. Can I, and I sleep on that? 
<laughs> just wondering. Oh, how can you we go? come in and it's get. Up, we base, cannot find him. The baseboard's up to your nose. Just the, the mattress and the sheet is a little over your head. He needs a ladder in his bag of holding. I'm gonna, gonna jump. He doesn't have one. I'm gonna jump for it. He needs one. <laughs> he jumps onto the bed. Lovely. Not one. <laughs> I'm sleeping on the floor. <laughs> We cannot find Tick. He got lost in the sheets. <laughs> I'm under the pillow! <laughs> Point lifts the bed. Wrong <laughs> pillow! <laughs> I love having short people in a group. <laughs> We've never had one. Right, so you all go to sleep? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you all sleep. It's short-lived. Bella. I don't make it through the night. <laughs> no, so how long do you guys all sleep for? Four hours, and then when I get up, I tinker with myself. <laughs> I tinker on myself. After I wake up from my four hours of... What did you even call it? Four today? hours? You sleeping for four hours? <laughs> He's an elf. elf. Oh, fair point. I'm trance. Trance, yeah, trance. You want to call yeah, it? I turn right going to bed. You guys are going to bed around one o'clock. <laughs> We can get up at around four, so we can be well up at around four. Okay. And have already it's prepared everything. It's one o'clock everything. in the afternoon. <laughs> well, I took my time. I don't care. You two crafting the about, acid. About five in the evening. Tick, you're still out. And I'm assuming you've gone to bed at this point. I have gone to bed at this point. I'm going to sleep until twelve. Good sleep till then. Just like. Nice, solid one. Right, so you two are just gonna. I'm gonna go downstairs to like the main sitting area mm-hmm. and just find a small table or place where there's only like one or two chairs and just sit there by myself. <clears throat> you go on there, it's a lot less full now. There's only a couple of people sitting by the bar having their drinks. It's a lot. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna work. Anyway. I was just picturing you putting a dice in it. And... <laughs> I don't think that'll work. But continue <laughs> with your description. It's a lot more quiet. Just some hushed conversation. If you really tried, you could hear. But is there a fireplace in this room? <laughs> <laughs> yes, behind the front desk. Dang it! <laughs> don't mind me. <laughs> So as you sit by yourself, a young girl with shoulder-length red hair and pet and freckles peppered across her face comes up to you. Sorry for the wait. What can I get you? Um, um, just something light to drink. I'll be here a while. All right. (laughs) A very long while. So would you like some? So would you like some ale, some watered down ember ember wine, anything? Uh, I'd like to see the menu. Just some ale, sure. Alright. She gets up, she writes it down on a little paper pad that she has and moves on to the next table. After a few more minutes she'd come back with your mug of ale. Right, that'll be It's around there somewhere. It is around here somewhere. I think it's closer to over here. Uh, they're so small. It's a lot of information on there. You need to keep like a. You need to put a ring in it and put a 
hanging um, magnifying glass on one of those stretchy strings. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know what's behind this screen, there is a lot of information on and everything. Absolutely. It's basically the player's handbook behind this screen. <laughs> yes. Right, that'll be five silver. I'll pull out my pouch and hand her five silver. Right, thank you. She puts it. In, she tucks into a pocket in her apron and goes about back to the kitchens. I really actually quiet. had five Nothing silver. Happened. <clears throat> Simply because I had to buy it. I bought a sling. <laughs> it's okay. only two silver. And then I bought some other things that cost silver. I don't remember what it was. Oh. Right. The hours trickle by as you nurse your mug. Once it gets empty, she comes back and offers you a refill. Ah, sure. <laughs> she takes you, she hands you the refill and just leaves, doesn't ask for payment. And the hours trickle away as like this as you just nurse your animal. Point eventually uh, finishes sharpening a short sword, oiling all her parts, <laughs> checking up on her spider, gets bored and downstairs. After hours of tin man maintenance. <laughs> yeah. It's hard keeping up a body that isn't a body. <laughs> <laughs> You head downstairs, it's roughly about 6, 7 in the evening. It's getting a little bit busier, but not a lot of people. Some of them seem to be just coming off and having an off day. But I... as you tramp down the stairs, it, the, yeah. just the sound of you coming down draws heads towards you. As you, yeah. it's not exactly a hulking, but... You're, a lot, you're still bigger than your average person, made completely of copper and shiny. Is it? Makes her way off. Where do you go from here? Um, I scan the room. I'm gonna wave at Point, who I've obviously seen. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> miss. Everybody else is in there. I recognize the elf, and I go over to the elf. You go and you sit down. And you just sit and do talk with each other? I haven't ever seen anything quite like you, Point. And I've traveled and been around for a very long time. <clears throat> Me too. I have question about this man we are working for. Do you know about him? Do I know anything about him? Well, where have you mainly traveled? Not here. <laughs> well, you're probably more on the boat, so you're more yeah. familiar. So I'm closer to the uh, to the eastern coast. Dang it! Where did I leave? I studied place? in uh, the. I studied in Roland. 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 I studied in Roland, and that's not where we are. So that's to the far south. Yeah, that's basically, <coughs> Rowan is basically the only place I've really spent a lot of time you in. You know very little. All you know is, is he seems to be a bit eccentric. He's the guildmaster of the Amaras Guild, one of the five main guilds in Valadon. You haven't really done much research on the other countries as you've been more engrossed in your own learning and studies and work. I'm afraid I don't know anything really about him. <clears throat> now, I, uh, the only really reason I'm on this continent is because my last ship captain retired here, so I just hopped ship with him. 
This thing we are stealing, do you know anything about that? <laughs> no. Did he give us a description? Nope. We don't even know what we're looking for. <laughs> he literally said, I need you to steal this, but I'm not telling you where it is. You're going to get on a boat and take it to the general vicinity. Then you got to find it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it is suspicious. Yes, very. I am not a big fan of thieves. Worth a hundred gold suspicious? Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know about for you. I don't really... I have a fish to earn. Yeah. Fair points. I I just need to make money. I don't have a job at the moment. I, like I said, I... Oh, shit. I'm not, a, not sailing with anyone at the moment. At the, this point. Point. Uh, <laughs> I'll get you some food or a ref- uh, 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 Hello. Back comes Gretchen to the table. And she seems... She seems flustered around you, Point. She does. She's not quite sure how to react. I reach down and I pat the head. <laughs> <laughs> it's meant to be a comforting gesture, but I assume it might not she's be. She's a human standing, so she's not exactly <laughs> at waist height, Point. I am tall. <laughs> she's just kind of... She, as, you're re- as you reach for her, she seems to get a little shaky, but when you try to touch her, she moves up, She just moves out of your reach and s- snaps back to Revac. Can I get you anything? I'm nearly six foot, so it's, no, not, it's like a I'm good. dude's height. Uh, but I'm a warforged, so everybody assumes. Call if you need anything. Will do. Are there very many like you, Point? I have not met them. Hmm. I've heard only random tales of... You are unhelpful. I get up from the table. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. (laughs) And I start to leave the inn. What a lovely party dynamic. (laughs) You start to leave the inn. (laughs) I'm going to be back later. I'm just bored. Right, so you're just walking about town? Mm -hmm. Are you going for anywhere specific? Just wandering. I'm going to find if there's like... Shops with tools and whatnot, or anything shop? that could be interesting, yeah, to okay. someone of my occupation. So where do you start first? Um. Okay. So explain to me the layout of the city. I'm not gonna be very. From well. where you are, you're in more like a community living district where you'll find more houses, homes, and hotels, and actual shops. That's annoying. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if you take a good ten minute walk towards the northeastern side, you'll start to. If you, you can bypass Town Square and you'll find you probably more town. of a commercial area. <laughs> You're not quite sure what you'll find there. You have you didn't you didn't learn much from Mr. Pipe on your way here, and this is your first time in Realis. <laughs> wow. So you're just Mr. Gonna Pipe doesn't know much about this place either. <clears throat> yeah, I've been following in for a long time, so Yep. Okay, roll a percentile die for me. Percentile? Which so one is roll that? So roll the D10 and the decator for me. This one? Yep. Yes. And the other D10. Mm. So, 89. 8-9. Okay. So after about half an hour of wandering, as you go to, as you, as you follow your predetermined path to the east, just taking little alleyways and main streets, you don't get to town, you don't get to the town square you come across some places that might look like shops, 
but the windows are covered with like metal sheets and they're closed sign mm. you keep wandering around some people not a lot of stores seem to be open right now any magic shops you keep lo- if you keep looking around you roll an investigation check seven plus your intelligence plus my intelligence thank you uh four so that's uh 11. After a little bit more wandering, you find a you find a shop that seems to be similar to what you're looking for. It's open. All right, uh, I'm gonna go and engage the place. It's a it's a fairly small shop. It's, it's not that you can see the little chips in the wood. What is that? Okay. Anything that screams sketchy at me? Nothing really <laughs> schemes seems sketchy. More as it could be doing better as a business. It's a bit smaller, but it does have a couple of interesting-looking stones, a small rack with very few rods on it that it's designed to hold, mm. and one staff in a gorgeous glass case right behind the front desk. I want to go up to the front desk and see if anybody's there. So you go up to the front desk. No one's there. There is a little ding button. <laughs> ding! 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 I'm coming! I'm coming! I'm coming! Ding! <laughs> oh! You see what looks to be like a, a, rare, a rather young human boy. Shaggy brown hair, fairly plainish looking. As he looks up at you with his big brown eyes, like, uh, can, can I do anything for you, miss? Bring me someone who understands magic. Uh, I, I understand a, a little bit. What, what are you looking for? We have scrolls, he's just he gestures to a small, kind of like honeycomb shelf behind him next to the glass case with a few scrolls in there. We have a couple of gems, a rod over there. I think we have some basic bindings in the back room. I am not optimistic, but I show him the device that, uh, what's his name? Our employer got us. Delvain? Mm-hmm. Oh, he takes it and all what? fear and shaking as he had before He's completely engrossed. So I can just leave that door to yell at people. Do it. Do it. Just the, the gem bossing, the runes. And is this the sand stones? How much do you know? Do you have any masters? Just one second. Let me he open he, he pulls open a couple of drawers and he pulls out a little wooden stick. He snaps it in his fingers, and you see, kind of like a small wisp of smoke kind of leave the stick as it swirls around him and go and as he breathes in deeply, it goes right into his nose and his eyes seem to glow a bluish color as he's looking at this thing. Intently. Point point activates her spider just a little bit in case that freaks her out a little. Fascinating. This is a really, this is a really good air binding. So it should work like a basic sending stone on the top. Seems to be paired somewhere in the midsection of the city. Uh, basic elemental runes. It's a small one, but it should get the job done. It seems to work with oh, these color actuators. So he just seems to be just geeking out about it in front of you. And when I can get a word in edgewise, I'm like, do you know anyone who can replicate it? This? Mm-hmm. It's a bit expensive. It's How much to create a copy? To make a copy with the correct materials, and if you know what you're doing, and a decent stone, I'd say 75. 
gold. Oh, Done. Most fifty mostly for the gem. Done. Where'd you get that? You do not ask. <laughs> it's just the the fairly common is just I haven't seen that room work before, and I know most of the people here. You do not ask. Oh, 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 okay. A anything else I can do for you? No. You make a copy. I, I, you want me to make a copy? Well, we'll um, find someone who does. I'll know how to make a copy? I'll need it. If you, do you have blueprints with you? No. I'll, well, then I'll need to keep it with me to figure out how to put it together correctly. I this mean, makes you sense. You want an exact copy, or do you just want something that functions the same way? Functioning the same way. Oh, functioning the same way that I can put something up together for you in no time. Without needing this? Without needing that. You are oh, very helpful. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <clears throat> 90 gold. I do have 90 gold. <laughs> I pick gold pieces out of every part of me. <laughs> out of my ear and what, out of my, what appears to be a mouth. Until I have 90 and then I put it on the table. Uh, okay. <laughs> you take some up and I can have this ready for you in uh, two business days. <laughs> <laughs> Is understandable but less helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. So, do you what? Do you have a, What do you want it done? Now. <laughs> <laughs> now. <coughs> um. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> what do I? What should I call you? <laughs> okay. Itemized individual. Okay. Look. Customer, um, this is fairly simple, but I'll need time. Yes, you will need time. Uh, this is understandable, still unhelpful. Uh, most, <laughs> I start to uh, take the gold. Need, most, <laughs> most only about ten hours. I should have come earlier. <laughs> if I am not back, hold it for me. Uh, this time it's about seven o'clock. Yeah. If I am not back to retrieve it, hold it for me. You guys will be leaving in about nine hours. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to sleep that long. <laughs> if I'm not back for it, hold it for me. Okay, okay so just, just. And what name should I hold it under? No trouble. No trouble. Yeah, okay. No trouble. Okay. No trouble. I can have that ready for you when next year by. And then I leave. <laughs> Come again. This is awesomely awkward. <laughs> <I'm running. laughs> it's supposed to be. <laughs> okay. So you just head back? Yeah, I go right What back. is your charisma? Okay, it makes sense. <laughs> it's plus zero. <laughs> it's the same as Rambex. She has <laughs> she has no charisma. That's above commoner charisma, technically. <laughs> She's confident, she just doesn't know how emotions work. No, <coughs> yes. I don't know how people stuff work. Okay, so anyone else going to do anything? Yes, this I'm work. going to go find... Uh, are the streets cobbled? Yep. Perfect. They won't start on fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, man. should I be concerned? We've no. already got a Corian. Are you sure you're not cousins with them? Yes. So, I'm going to use Create Bonfire, and then I'm going to use that bonfire 
to work my glass blowing so that I can start glass blowing a small figurine. Okay. <laughs> Just out in the middle of the street. You should put a little tin you can by you. Get some we'll strange give you looks from just people going about their everyday business. A couple couriers, a guard. What seems to be a guard in full, in full plate armor, but it's plate armor. You've it's somewhat familiar to you. You've seen something similar in Roland, but it seems to be a bit lower grade. You can still see some of the mechanism, the mechanisms holding, helping move the thing, but <sighs> it seems to be kind of, kind of like arcane suit of armor. Does it kind of just give you a look and decide to just move on their way? But you're drawing a lot of attention. Do I run into mm. him on my way back? <laughs> mm. How long are you glass blowing? Uh, hours. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you come back while he's in the middle of he's he's finished drawing out the sand on his rod and he's probably spinning it out while blowing into it to start to make the shape of whatever it is. So I see him. So you come back and you see him making something out of. It looks interesting. It looks not like <laughs> From what little you can see, it's like he's moving molten metal, but translucent and a lot lighter. You, it fascinates you. That is interesting. Your breath is solid, and I walk up. <laughs> <laughs> um, not quite, but uh, thank you. So what are you making? I'm going to be making a small glass boat. <laughs> oh Interesting, but unhelpful. <laughs> okay. That's going to take you a long time. Oh, yes. That's why I said hours. <laughs> it's okay. He has it, eight hours. It's, that's the nice thing about glass blowing, is it takes a long time, and elves have a I long time to spend. Hours, so I wake up to like seven hours, right around nine p.m. <laughs> 10 p.m. rolls around. You wake. You still. Probably I am up. just out of it. I am enjoying my <laughs> bedroll. Right. Is there a pencil I can borrow so I can knock off 90 gold? Oh, bless you, James. Wow. You must have been holding it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just right here. I've organized things a bit. The hours pass. You go about your small miscellaneous activities. You finish building the base of your little boat. You haven't quite gotten to the smaller, intricate parts. You might have a couple masts at this point, but now you just have just, a rough yeah, base and a mast. Sets glass boat up. Time for details. <laughs> As you keep working, another guard walks around. She comes up to you and says, um, not that this isn't interesting, but we do have a curfew. You have a curfew? Sir, it's almost midnight. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> if you would please return to your home. Isn't a bonfire <laughs> technically like five feet in diameter? Yes, it's just in the <laughs> middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yes. Well, we came to you at curfew. Fudge, I thought it was like a campfire site. No, 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 this, this is, is a, a five-foot fire. Oh, yeah. like, huge. Oh, so you're disturbing the peace. I need you to do, stop whatever artificing you're doing here and head on inside. I have enough idiot apprentices to deal with each night as is. <sighs> dismiss the fire and... Collect my tool, put my tools away, pick up my boat, and walk in. That, 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 that. I'll stay right there. She 
She opens up a small leather pouch attached to the side of her thigh. She reaches into it and pulls out a piece of paper and hands it to you. Citation. (laughs) (laughs) She reaches in for a little bit longer and she pulls out a broom. And then she pulls out a bucket. (laughs) She takes out a decanter of endless water, fills said bucket. Clean up your scorch mess. And then go home. (laughs) thought there was a... Curfew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wave my hand over the scorches and they disappear. And then I hand her the bucket and back and walk inside. <clears throat> she just splashes the water over the cobblestones as they sort of sink into the cracks. They're still a bit wet and she just continues on her way. Alright. You're all awake now. <laughs> it is a very early 3.30 in the morning. Because you're all just sitting in your rooms. I actually spent the rest of the time uh, in the corner of the inn. (laughs) (laughs) Spooking everybody. You've just been sitting there for hours by yourself. Yeah, I've been standing there for hours. There's no one left. The owner just kind of looked you up and down before just going off on her way. (laughs) Never mind. So what was the name of the guy who uh, hired us? Telvain. Telvain? Half-elf. Yeah, I wanted Spelled to write that down. T E L and vain, like a vain elf. That's our employer? Yes. No. Tell Vane. Okay. He's your employer and guildmaster of the Amarast Guild. Okay. Any questions? Any concerns? Any emotional outbursts? Not you, Point. I will walk out. <laughs> Just kind of like smudge my hand across the door and dismiss my magical binding. Okay. But I will leave my uh, <laughs> my uh, my message on the door knocker. <laughs> <laughs> right. Pipe trick. You both have had your requisite amount of sleep, but you're still not quite used to waking up halfway through the night, even though you had all the sleep. So you're still a little bit out of it, but still functional. I'll just be waiting in the main sitting area of the inn. <coughs> Russell, you can hand me the refill thing behind you. I will uh, stumble downstairs. A lot means water. <sighs> Are we ready to get on this ship? Just been waiting for you to. Why? Get enough sleep. I did. I got too much sleep. Yes, I'm a little groggy. It'll it'll, it'll wear off in uh, tomorrow or something. (laughs) (laughs) How do you fare on boats? Never been on a boat. Especially not a flying boat. But it can't be any worse than an erupting volcano. What? I haven't been on a flying ship either, but... Hopefully it's similar. Oh, wait, no, no, let's go back, rewind. You what? What about an erupting volcano? I am from Cartmere, the volcano up north. What do you just ride the volcano? That's where I live. Oh, okay. That is where my tribe is from. We're the Nazis of Cartmere. Alright. Well, to the shipyard, or control tower, I should say. 
We're not on the coast. Oh, I'm rich. <laughs> and upward. It's dark, so I have my spider walking by my feet instead of on my shoulders. Can you not see in the dark? Can I not see in the dark? Hold on. No, I don't think I can. I didn't get the um, the goggles of... You should have a lot more hit points. <laughs> Ten hit points! It said, um, eight plus... Yes, roll these three. Oh! You bless you. You're level four. <laughs> oh, I'm level four! That's right! Add your constitution to each roll and add that to your total health. Right. Okay, so that's... Ten, the level four 40, Warforged does not have 10 30, HP, folks. Uh, 34. Not unless you have, like, okay. a negative four constitution. Forgive me, I just... It was like four minutes before I had to be here, so I was like, uh, Google artificial hit points because I was so busy on background. Well, don't worry, the father uh, needn't forgive you. How many was it again? Not 34. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> right. So you all start to make your way as the time is just, it's not really a map, it's more like straight down this road, take a left, take a right, up here, down this way. Essentially, you probably would be able to find your way as it's a big top. Just a just a really tall metal metal tower, kind of like a cell tower. At the top is a large round platform with glass on the top. It's, it's really well lit. A large red beacon on the top seems to be directing air traffic. Can we tell what ship is ours? <laughs> as you as you walk into the landing area, you see a. Still fairly large ship, but it's dwarfed by the others near it, with a small man just sitting there with a pocket watch, tapping his foot a little bit. Yeah, I'd imagine I'd be like that before, too. I will approach him. I was given this. No, Can you point that. me where I go? Let me see that. Okay. 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 <laughs> oh, you guys must be new to town. Yes, yes, no. This took you the long way around. Well, crap. If you just took Main Street to the left here and there, you would have been fine. Just follow the big blinking tower. I will follow the big blinking tower. Can I have my uh, thing back? Does he look like he has any, has any gold on him? <gasps> no. He's dressed in a large naval coat. Pissed me off. Bit of a <laughs> dark forest green. Not what he's not shaven, but it's still a well kept beard, and he's starting to bald a bit on the forehead as he can as he's just talking at you with this big smile on his face. <laughs> just a couple of his teeth are missing, replaced with dentures, metal dentures. I don't know what they're fillings, that's what they're called metal fillings. All right, so you must be the group I'm sent here to meet at an unheavenly time in the morning. Thank you. Oh, passes, passes. Yeah, the Alright, you'll never be seeing this again. Good. On the boat, come on, welcome to the misview. <laughs> I will climb aboard and find Can a... Can I see mine once more? Secure. <laughs> oh, of course. Can I roll, Can I roll to pick it up? <laughs> <laughs> you want to try? I have a my gloves of thievery and a sleight of hand of six. By the way, when he refuses to put it in my hand, it with a very loud clawed <laughs> And I tick. just rolled a nat 20 for pickpocket. <laughs> oh my god. So that's 26, 7, 8, 9, 10, 
Okay. 30, 31 for pickpocketing. So as you're walking, no, that's just 26. You bump because of the gloves of degree plus five. Oh, it's plus five. That's right. You bump yourself into his leg. You manage to <laughs> you manage to reach up a little bit as you pretend to flail and stick your fingers in his front pocket. You pull out. One of your passes. That's literally all that's in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> just crunch it. I just lo- wanted to see this. In- I can't feel the sensation, but I wanted to see it. <laughs> After hearing the crit turns around, he sees the splinter. He just gives a little smirk. Says, Oi! Everyone! We got three sea legs, a sticker, and I don't know what the heck you are. <laughs> just stare at him. But it's well, very uncomfortable. All aboard. Come on, come on. We want, we want to be late. We've got our weather. we got our heading. And I'd rather get out of here before Joe can give me a real brush for them. You're not supposed to talk while drinking. <laughs> he starts to cough after drinking from his flask. <laughs> all right, on board. I don't have all day. Go. I do. seems to be kind of like a gal a bit bigger than a naval galley you recognize but it's mostly comprised of steel and metal it seems to be a bit of a dome on the top that it sits in and a uh, near the keel well what, that's not what it's called but near the prow of the ship where there would normally be its front mast and the uh, I might have terrible tonight but <clears throat> and there seems to be a small little cockpit that, go, that goes down inside the ship that they sit in Interesting. This will be quite the adventure. Hmm. <coughs> right, do you guys do anything while you're just sitting there? No, nope. um, I just watch. Little Craig. Alright. You look around a bit. If you're not, do you walk around or do you just stand there? Okay. Okay, you walk around on deck. You, you don't go inside any of the compartments or downstairs. But a couple people move here and there. Most of the crew seems to be stationed under the pr- deck of the ship. And if you, you can see through some windows some other people just messing with instruments and what seems to be kind of like an engine as it's running along. As you come close to the front of the deck, you can you can hear tiny bits of chatter as it's just basic information to give them clearing where they're supposed to go. Can I examine the engine? From the window, it seems to be a mechanism you're not quite familiar with, but you have a basic understanding how it works. So a basic, a small support engine to help with the elemental bindings of the elementals to lift the ship in the air. Okay, so we're just out on this deck as the ship is getting ready to take off. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'm going to go to the edge of the ship and watch. Um, 
Watch us go. <laughs> All right. After about five minutes, the captain comes back. All right, what are your sorry carcasses' names? The name's Mr. Pipe. Mr. Pipe. No, you can call me Pipe if you must. All right. We got Pipe, Sticky, Ravak. Ravak. TK. Right, and there she Ah. All right. We got Pipe, Sticky, Sea Legs, and Copper. Can I kick him in the shin? <laughs> <laughs> you kick him in the shin? Did I notice that? I was on the side of the ship, and I wasn't <laughs> called over. Did I notice that? No, but... Uh, you see him look at you, but you, don't, you can hear words, but you can't understand what they're saying. It'd be plus your strength. Plus my strength? Yeah. So I... Good job. You go up, you kick him in the shins, and you you feel your foot connect with something hard. As he just looks down at you. <laughs> no. I'm not sticky, I'm freaking shadow, bro. <laughs> you, sir, as he goes down and pats you on the shoulder, <laughs> are sticky. And what do you have on you? I have clothes on. Don't you have your armor? No, my, well, I'm not wearing my armor right now. Or do I have my armor? Now, if you keep your sticky fingers to yourselves, then I might actually feel enough respect for you to ask your real name. <coughs> Onward and upward. From what I've been told, you all have at least some kind of... Hey! Gopher! Over here! My short sword, and I walk over. <laughs> <laughs> nice party trick. Prosthetic? I don't know what that means. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> Any of you have any kind of engineering artificing experience? All of us. Artificer. <laughs> Wait, always. <laughs> Depends on the area you're speaking of. I make that, and I point to the big spider. That's like the size of a large dog. He gets, he gets down to its level and just seems to look at it for a second. <laughs> What's your name, Matt? Point. Right, point. Welcome to the mist view. Rest of you, what can you do? I can make cannons. Cannons? Yes. Great. Anything useful? Well, depends on if there's pirates. That's the only reason I learned how to make cannons. Alright, sea legs. Pipe, what can you do? I'm an alchemist. I make things explode. Any experience with any experience with mechanisms or any or bindings? I can tinker a little bit, but other than that, I uh, right. mostly stick with alchemy. And you, Sticky? I can build armor, guns, weapons. I can. I'm, I'm pretty good at climbing things and moving around in smaller areas, as you notice by my size. <laughs> All right. We'll be taking off in about three minutes. We have a couple other we have a couple other dim lights in front of us. Once we take off, point. I want you. On, I want you on bridge with me, Rivak. You and Pipe. Wait. You know, he doesn't know your name. Sea legs. You and Pipe are going to be going into the main room. You're going to be learning some basic, and I mean basic, because you don't seem to be competent with anything else at the moment, on how to how to keep this ship running. 
And you, you gotta go down to the engine room. Oh, oh no. We're going below deck. Okay. All right. Everybody understand? Great. Relax, and once we take off, I'm gonna work you until you're sweat. I'm already sweating, guy. Take it back down. <laughs> I don't sweat. Vanna, point. <laughs> You'll just continue working for As long as I'm kept busy, I don't actually care. Mm. After the few minutes pass, the ship starts to just take off as it with big <laughs> lifts it into the air. A large air pressure, a big amount, of, a large amount of air pressure pushing it up into the air as sail-like contractions seem to extract from the sides, helping it gain lift as a couple more gouts of flame adding heat to help lift it up into the air higher and higher and higher. At this point, the captain comes out. All right, point. Everyone else, you know your assignments? Sea legs, pipe. You're going to... You guys are working under Torm. Sticking. You're working in the engine room with gears. Oh, gears. I ain't gonna stick to gears, though. <laughs> right. I let Point. Nickel go. <laughs> I wouldn't either. And come with me. You're getting the VIP treatment. That's good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys take off in the air and start making your way. You meet yourselves. You're, you meet your group. Sea legs. <laughs> And pipe. You meet a small rock, a small kind of squarish, rocky like door with his beard sheared off. And he just looks up at you people like, oh, you're the talentless blokes I'm stuck with. I wouldn't say talentless. All right, let's put you through some basic drills. As he takes, he gives you a small tour of the, of the inside room, explaining the backup system, how it works, how to keep, and the main system keeping air pressure on the ship. Point. You're in the cockpit. Nice. When you're sitting there and I don't. doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> cool. You were given a you were given a smite tour around the place. What what stones to click to how to, to contact different people, how to talk to people across the ship. Wow. And the little intricate mechanisms that help run everything on the main deck. Oh, you definitely want me talking to people. <laughs> Telling them how unhelpful and interesting this all is. And you get to go down with another gnome named Gears. He's taller than me. You are not helpful. One foot tall. You are not helpful. Three and a half feet. Three and a half feet tall. Completely bald and covered in soot. I think you're in. Kind of his face. Wearing a kind of like coveralls that you'd wear when you're working on your car. Like, all right, you're gonna be working out here in engine with me. Well, what do we do? Well, we make sure the bindings don't fall apart. We check the hull. We make sure the sails don't fall to pieces, and we make sure the bloody ship doesn't blow. What if we want it to blow? Up, though? <laughs> That's it. Well then, you place. might have a better chance on the main deck. Yeah. To get it to blow up, or to... To stop freaking me out. <laughs> yes! Now, come with me! <laughs> he takes you through a lot of nooks and crannies, most of which you notice are literally gnome size. Some, A couple of them, even you guys, have to squeeze a little bit to get through. It's a very compact system. 
It's a smaller ship, but it's got just as much engine pieces, bindings, and rigs as a ship twice its size. We're going to be spending time examining like the whole thing, just figuring out how it works, because that's what I want to do. All right, roll a couple of investigation checks for me, and that's how your night goes. You spend all your time till six in the morning learning the ropes, and then just being on standby. If I'm doing nothing this whole time, Plank gets bored fast, mm-hmm. so she's going to start examining. Um, all the buttons and things that I was shown and told. Hmm. That's all. <laughs> you just examine mostly, mostly sending stone runes. You know, as part you know that they're kind of like the compact elvish room bits. Mm-hmm. A lot of ones. Control t- nope. like control like a, towers a, a through Z. Twenty-two, oh, twenty-five, yes. and a fifteen. And how many checks did I need? Just a couple. Okay, I got it. 22, 25, and a 15. And a natural one. <laughs> well, the natural one was... Okay. Yeah, we needed a couple, so... so <laughs> you, after, as Gears just leaves you doing your thing, as he's working on bits here and there, just fine-tuning what you're just going around, you're observing everything. It's not high quality, but it's all well put together. Whoever put all this together and maintains it knows what they're doing and seems to really enjoy the project. Can I ask him questions on how it works? Yeah. You ask him a couple questions here and there, and you get less of a short answer and more of a 15-minute lecture okay. per question. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he goes off on tangent here, tangent there, explaining away a whole air elemental rig that you were not interested in whatsoever. But you have a general idea of how the insiding workings of this ship work. You're not quite sure if you can put this all back together yourself, but if something breaks, you have a you're confident you know how to fix it. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so what are what is the area Pipe and I are in? You are in the central. You're in the central room with it, most of its backup systems and where they keep their equipment. So you're taught how to maintain the equipment. A couple of guns here and there, and one portable cannon. That's it. Do we have rooms to like sleep or to yep. and we're shown those? Mm-hmm. Okay. Second floor below the deck. So after a long tour, the ship has three floors. Your, there's your main deck, which is above the, which is above the entire thing. There's no master sails. Near the front of the ship there's the cockpit that descends down into what would normally be the prow of the ship. The back end, there's a sealed off door that you guys weren't put into, but it's labeled storage. The big main domish kind of room is kind of like a safety shelter, where if you start climbing altitudes where air is too thick, you go in there or on below decks to maintain the correct air pressure, or if it's raining and mm-hmm. you know basic weather hazards. Second floor is the is the bunks mm-hmm. where everyone lives. There's a there's a small table where they go to play gamble games or mess with each other. And they just sleep in their little cots or hammocks. Mm-hmm. And the bottommost layer is the... That's the heart of the ship. It's where he spent most of his day. Could I bother t- going to the... I just sleep in the engine. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of walkways about people-sized if you crouch a bit. But it's oh, obvious no. it's so compact that having a gnome on board seems to be a necessity more than a, than a nicety. Okay. Apparently they don't have a lot of problems with 
pirates. I'm okay with that. No pirates. That. We get a couple of those. <laughs> Don't have to fight them though. We just outrun them. Mist View is a fast little beauty. I see. Figured that's why you'd only have one portable cannon. Yeah, we never needed more. Yeah. Over ten years of service, never needed more. That's good captain, I... good crew, good eyes. That's what I thought until I lost my eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like quite a story. Why don't you get that rigged up anyways? Uh, it's one of my projects I worked on with one of my instructors at a college in... Uh, uh, what did he do? Roland? Roland. Roland. I don't remember the city I studied in, but... Just went to one of the closest Fort City Colleges. And uh, one of my instructors helped me make the eye quite handy. Hmm. That's interesting. Any bindings in that thing? As he kind of as he brings his finger up and starts to <laughs> it a little bit. Ding, 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 like grab his hand. I'm not sure the all the intricate workings of it. Like I said, my instructor helped with it. I mostly just put it together how he told me. <laughs> Sorry, but he pulls out this crew member you haven't quite seen before. Small, smallish halfling. Might not happen. Small human. Bit on the shorter side, but seems to have seen his edges. He pulls out a small molecule. Like, May I? I suppose. <coughs> Crouch down a bit so I can have a better look at your eye. Crouch down. <laughs> As he puts it up to his eye, you can see kind of smallish runes carved into the metal rim around the molecule. He's just looking at it. Like, huh. Oh. No idea what any of that means. Well, I can tell you, but that is a very interesting piece of magecraft. Never seen that anything intricate without a binding in it before. He was good at what he did. Is it autonomous by itself, or is it just in you? Does it draw off your reserve? Does it draw off your magic reserve, or is it autonomous by itself? Little of both, I would. I think. Um, I don't think it has any energy stores in it. It just works the same way my eye does, and when my eye, other eye, my other eye focuses on a, something in the distance, it switches to a different lens so that it can focus in a different at that distance. Mm. What? Huh? See you around the ship. Oh, I'm Connors, by the way. Oh, nice to meet you. Connors? Connors. The name's Revac. Revac. New to the ship or one of the passengers? Yes, I'm one of the passengers. Oh, you must be sea legs. Yes. That's um, the name I've been given. Not a bad one. I have spent many years sailing. Probably more than most of the people on this ship. No, oh, don't let it get to you. Captain Lab does that to everyone he meets first. Once he thinks they actually have some good use for a ship, he tends to learn their actual name. I'm sure he'll warm, he'll warm up to you by the end of the trip. Gonna be here a good week. Of course. <laughs> right. Well, see you around. 
And if the ship goes to its normal day activities, the day passes by without any real problems. It's a beautiful I've sky for sailing. Ooh. Have I been in the cockpit alone at any point in time? <laughs> Never. Never? Okay. <laughs> there's, someone, there's always the captain there, someone steering the ship, and another person walking in and out, breaking yeah. reports from here and there. <sighs> Have I been unwatched at any point in the cockpit? <laughs> a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Fu- <laughs> Um, I get severely interested in how all this works, and I'm not going to, like, tear it, apart. tear it apart or anything in the middle of the journey, but, um, I could possibly be found prying up a bit of, um, plating underneath some of the buttons just to get a peek of what's underneath. Underneath it, you see similar kind of mechanisms to your, to your own little communication zone, as... Most of the ones in your panel you're holding seems to hold a large array of different runes for the different control towers across the country. Boring. <laughs> and I can leave the cockpit. Hmm. Right. Any other miscellaneous activities you guys indulge in? I'm still investigating. I want to be able to rework this ship. <laughs> he wants to learn to rework. I want to, I want to be able to make this ship run faster, essentially. <laughs> not, not that I want to, like... Right there and then do it. Just, <laughs> just like, like a week long project. It's a goal. Turns up it's the a engines. Goal for <laughs> <laughs> just like. so, you, so you go around, you're asking the odd question here and there how this works or what this would do. As you kind of think and figure out how how different things would happen if you tampered a bit here, you're just thinking of how to optimize the entire system. There, You do find a couple of tiny flaws in the system. But when you try to fix them, some other parts of the ship seem to start having spiraling problems. Do they notice? Is it big enough for... Okay. I, I keep talking to Gear. Gears, yeah. I keep talking to Gears about, I'm like, what what, ha- what would happen if we did this or this? Oh, that, if you fix that leaky pipe there, you'll get an overload to the steam capacitor over here, which will start to overheat the panel there, move over to the Fabrio, fa- to the Fabrio workings here, It'll start to melt down your rig for that air elemental. And once that air elemental blows, well, we lose our left side and we can't turn left. So, essentially, if I fix certain things, I will blow up the ship on accident. Well, if you fix that specific pipe. <laughs> How would you fix that specific pipe and then fix all the other incurring pipes? You don't. Why? Well, you see, the captain wanted it that way. It's the way he apparently first got this ship. Also, if you notice, about now... And right then, a, a streak of steam goes comes across. And if you were standing there, it would have been, not been a very pleasant experience for you. About every five minutes or so, it does that. <laughs> now, you see that? Yeah. Go around that corner over there. You see that red valve? Yeah. If you turn it two quarters strike, if you turn two quarters turns to the left, then that steam burst is going to happen once every five seconds, and then once every five minutes. Wow. In case the ship's boarded. Oh, I understand defense mechanisms. Yeah. Hmm. What other defense mechanisms do you have down here? We're not quite sure. We're still finding them as we go. Reassuring. We don't know how this Well, we know how this ship works. We just find a little thing that we haven't found before every so often. Happens once every year or so. Got the left on this thing and a gamble. A gamble? A gamble. What was he gambling for originally? Well, it was a big pot. He offered, he offered uh, some map he had to somewhere. 
and the other guy uh, bitted, upbitted him the ship. So he matched him with the lost treasure hoard of Cloudbeard. So he won the and ship won. and kept the map. He won the ship and kept his little map. Does he still have the map? Yeah. It's a children's sprawl. That guy was so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even bother to look at the map before he... <clears throat> old piece of parchment. Found it in some old library he came across once. Didn't look like anyone was there. Just picked an old piece of parchment, drew on it, and rolled it up. He literally just drew on the parchment <laughs> and <laughs> called it a map. Enough to make it look like some sort of map. Never rolls it for people, especially when he's playing up. Alright. Anyway, sounds like don't get too invested in fixing the <laughs> quirks of the ship. Gives our character a lift, says. He likes it that way. Okay, so don't fix the ship. Well, it's pretty but much a well-oiled machine at this point. Ten years, and I've had a good portion of time to figure out how this thing works. Ten years? Yeah. How old are you? He's about, no, me, I'm about 57. You, you should have seen my yeah, he struggled with learning how to work these things. He said back in his day, they used carts. He's <laughs> suddenly an old old man. What's a cart? <laughs> well, you know, just a dingy wooden rackety thing on wheels. Says he used them more often about 400 years ago. <laughs> I did not think that through. No. I don't know. That's a long time ago. Yeah. No one's <laughs> lived up to be about 500 years old. So he's old, old. Yeah, I'm the newest addition. The pod. Where is your brother? Uh, him? Yeah, he's off working a trade deal in Allium somewhere. I haven't talked to him in a while. Are you sure he's still out there? Oh, he's easily still out there. I get a, I get a buzz on my old sending stone every once in a while. Where do you get a sending stone? Oh, these are fairly common commodities nowadays. Most artificers make them as practice. Can you look at them? Yeah, throw a look at it. Go ahead. There you go. It's just a small sending stone with a with a small picture of a paring knife on it. Mm-hmm. By the paring knife. He yeah. always liked to play around with sharp objects when he was young. Fancied himself a roguish swashbuckler adventurer. Tried it out for a few years. Didn't work out for him. Never got a job. Best he got was cleaning out a small mm-hmm. mole in that infection station. That sounds boring. Yeah, Learned as much as you could about artificing once it came around. Okay. I had him the sending something. Yeah. Yep. Right, I'll get back to making sure this whole thing's working well. Is this still day one? It's still day one. Same day you got on the ship. Okay. I'm continuing to just kind of mull over the ship. I've got a piece of paper and I'm like drawing out blueprints. Right. What's everyone else doing? Well, <coughs> since the technological part of the ship is kind of not something that interests me at the moment, I start to drift around to the members of the crew and try it's to It's unhelpful? It's, it's not interesting to me. It's mm-hmm. not that it's unhelpful, we're in the sky, it's very helpful. Right. After some walking around hours later, You've got the good sense of the crew. It's about a, dozen, okay. a baker's dozen strong, excluding the captain. Mm. 
You learned a couple names and immediately forgot them as they're useless to you. They're not. Do oh, so you remember all their names? What are their names? <laughs> she wants to remember. What are their names and places? DM says it's useless. I want to remember all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You come. The, most of them seem to be just little base engineers, a couple grunts, base hard work. You've got most of them seem to be humans. You have two half orcs on the ship. Okay. What are the two half orcs' names? You've got Bowl, and you've got. Bow. Bowl. B O L. Bowl and. Song. Song. S O A N. S A N. S O A N. S O A N. Okay. And the humans? Hmm? Rest of the humans, varying heights, differences, they all seem, they all seem to come from Valinon. Hmm. Most of them seem to have brown hair. You do find one redhead. What's the redhead's name? His name is Kill. Kill? Kill. Kill. Who Some names their kid after, like, a tool? In Someone that an has artificer. red hair. <laughs> an artificer? Okay. You're not, quite, you're not quite sure if what they're giving you is nicknames they've gone on the ship that's or their real names. Okay, that's valid. Kiln. So you've got Kiln, you've got Connors, Bull, Sone. Connors? Connors. Yep. Brown haired human, smaller side. You're easily taller than him. Do I know their occupations <coughs> on the ship? <coughs> <clears throat> you got Lev, who's the captain. You've got the Oh, Lev's the guy? Lev's the captain. Lev's the guy. The guy. You know, the one who called you copper before he liked you and caught your point. Before he liked me. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Okay. And that's it? Nope. There's still one, two, three, four. A lot more. <laughs> I don't know all of them, but I go around at night. Figure right. a few. Right. Figure the, ones most, the ones you're most familiar with are the pilot and navigator. Okay. The pilot's name. The pilot's name is Nolly. Nolly. Mm-hmm. I like Nolly. She's a bit darker skinned, mm-hmm. like an olive color, like a, a nice olive tan. Mm. And she doesn't talk much. She only talks to the captain, and you don't quite know what language she's speaking in. Oh. Okay. And the navigator. Navigator. He's a thickly built, like very well built human. Pale skin, shaved head, small gear tattoo near the back behind his left ear. Okay. What's his name? His name's Nav. Oh, that's right. He introduced himself as Nav. Okay, Nav the Navigator. Nav the Navigator. Hard to forget that name. And as far as you've heard, there's at least a few, there's at least another four or five crew members you haven't met. Though you did hear a lot of stories about their quartermaster, Torm. Oh, who's, oh, Torn? Torm. T-O-R-M. The mountain dwarf who seems to have, who seems to have a thing for swapping out the captain's fine ember line with hard dwarven ale that he somehow has a vast supply of. And he hasn't been... Okay. Okay. You also have their head engineer, Gears, who you haven't met yet, but you're told just kind of lives in the engine room. Right. You'll never meet him. 
<laughs> Probably not. You can't get back far enough to find him in the engine. <laughs> and he's a gnome? Yep, Regears is a gnome. So you'd have to just replace her arms and legs with short ones. Can she do that? I mean, take a bit. But they're yes. kind of where I put some of my tools. And my body's my storage unit, so. So not necessarily something you'd want to do. No, not something that I'd find it worth <coughs> putting into trouble. Right, the other crewmates just kind of looked at you and they went about their business and never really got to meet them. If you tried to approach them, they guys are busy and go about their work. Okay. Right. Hours pass and the night starts to creep in as you're all put into off-duty as things go into a skeleton crew. The rest of the crew kind of gathers in the main room in front of this large table and seem to be laughing and joking with each other, talking about old stories, adventures, laughing at some one of their poor lads' expense, trying to woo some bar girl and failing miserably. They have bar girls up here? Not no, up here, but in ports. About. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, Bella, what sky lasses do you think they're going to find up here? I don't know. Some angel. (laughs) (laughs) They just fly around with tankards of angels. (laughs) (laughs) They all just kind of talk amongst themselves and start to play a few games with each other. Okay. Do I see anybody else that I recognize of my... You see Connor is kind of in the middle of it all. He seems to be the most social the most social one out of all of them. Everyone seems to know him and he seems to know everybody. He always seems to have some kind of laugh for everyone or just a little poke at people. Can I have a vibe check to see if he's sus? Go ahead. Twelve it's an insight check. Plus Would that be plus intelligence or not? Yes. Okay. Be wisdom. Insight's wisdom. Oh, uh, wisdom? Okay. Oh, it is That's wisdom. thirteen. Thirteen? He just seems to get along with the crew. Okay. Okay. As they're going about their business, the captain comes down the stairs. All right, lads, all right. I know you're all busy. I know you all had a good day, but you got to turn in. We've been up most of the time. <laughs> you just come down and tell them to go to bed? Yes. <laughs> all right. Put your games away. I don't... All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Put the cards away. Tom, I'm looking at you. Connors, make sure the boys head off to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Point, see your legs. You guys have third watch. You two. I'm still in the engine room. I'm not even. (laughs) You're still in the engine room. You didn't come up? I never hear much. Fight! You're off the hook tonight. Alrighty. Alright, get some shut eye. You'll be woken up when your shift happens. I'm still oh. working on my blueprint. Probably Rock be off. awake anyways. <laughs> heads up the stairs and leaves you all as they, as they give each other the last few jeers and put their things away and head off to sleep rather quickly. Okay. So, third watch. Go into mm-hmm. my trance. No. Okay, I'll do the shutdown for four hours again. With my spider right. alerting me. Slight side question. Mm-hmm. In regards to the Uber odd. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, this is a legit question. Because we're in an airship. <laughs> I don't know what the question is. <laughs> oh, dear, no. Yes, if you turn it on, 
it would slow it would move towards the wall at whatever speed the ship's going which is right now decent okay so we just so the reason I was going to ask about it is I was going to see if I could use it as a step to get up and look at things a little higher. But that's not clearly not a good idea. <laughs> no. Not while you're moving through air. I was not thinking of putting <coughs> an you want to put a hole through, through an favorite ship? His only ship? Gonna go, no, I was not breaking the all engine. Of us? <laughs> I wouldn't right. kill all of us. Honestly, I, I, it's not a bad way of getting rid of an airship. Just like throwing him or just like fall, jump in front of it, and then hit the immovable rod right in front of it as you free fall past. I have winged boots, so I would just oh, that's true. Wait till it passes by, and then go stand on the in the immovable rod. <laughs> the rest of us would go. Oh, you people. No. Right, but night passes. You both get taken up for your shifts. Clear, pleasant night. Just get a couple lanterns. You walk around the ship. Just making sure everything's in working order and boring. boring night, clear skies. Where are we heading again? You're heading towards you're heading south towards the city of Esmir, capital mm-hmm. city of Roland. That's right. To where you're gonna steal whatever the heck it is. Right. I get minimal sleep, just enough mm. to be sufficiently not have any I'm assuming you pass out in the engine room yes, over your blueprints. With the whirring of the engine in my ears. Alright. By the time you all wake up, from you two got sent back to bed for your watches. When you all wake up, it's a good, easy nine in the morning. You got you left to sleep in for a nice time. You wake up, all the rest of the crew is already off at their duties, and it's a fairly calm sky if a little cloudy. And that is where we'll pick up next time. Alrighty. Thank you for joining us for session one of Clockwork. Hopefully things get more exciting as we go along, as you get to know our players and their lovely characters, and hopefully they don't blow up their ship. <laughs> Please don't blow up our ship. <laughs> no promises. No! It's okay. I have feather falls on it. <laughs> I don't. Just Depe- a stone. Depends on if the captain starts getting my name right. Alrighty <laughs> then. So, next session will be two weeks from now. Let me check real quick. Are we still streaming? Yeah. Alright. So see you guys. See you all later. Thanks for joining us and have a good night. Good night. Any final requests? Any final?